This is that once in a Hello, everybody. I know I am shit right now because you have not been privileged to hear my voice in a long time. But let's get it started. Okay, so right now I'm recording this and it's in the morning. So good morning, everybody. I hope you are having a phenomenal day. My name is, you know, the one and only Petty LaBelle. And this is Millennial Spaces. And usually I would start with the quote of the day, but right now, bitch, I am quoteless. So let's just get it started. So the point of this podcast episode is just focusing on this summer. So I know summer's over, but I want to recap just in case y'all are interested in knowing what I did this summer. So... Let's get started. Okay, so I had four months of summer. And for those of you who don't know, I am, yes, still in school. So you'll probably start guessing my age, but you probably won't get it anyways. Um, Not only am I still in school, but that's why I also get four months off. I'm a lucky motherfucker for now. So while I was on my four months off, I was working. And then after I stopped working, I pretty much was focusing on writing and writing my second book. And speaking of my second book, it is out now. So if you would like to buy it, it is Petty LaBelle, Pocketful of Thoughts. It's on Amazon. And shit, I did a lot of traveling this year, which I'm very privileged. And I will acknowledge that to be able to do. So I went to the States, spent a lot of time with family, and then I also went to the Caribbean, specifically Haiti, which was a fucking shit show in the best way, and it was the best experience I could ever have, and it was so much fun because it kind of rooted me into my personality, and I kind of understand why I am the way I am, because let's be honest, Haitian people are some of the most petty motherfuckers you will ever meet. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, when we were there, just people were doing petty shit. And I'm like, I get it. This is me. This is why I am so fucking weird. And this is why my mom does some fucked up shit sometimes. I get it. It's it's just a part of our DNA. But, yeah, so we got to spend a lot of time over there. And... It was just interesting because this summer going to Haiti was the biggest hassle because it was so hard to actually get to Haiti, especially since I don't live in the States right now. The flights and everything is a hassle. And it was so interesting how everybody who was talking about Haiti was portraying it in such like a, it's so dangerous don't go there, you're gonna die. And it was so funny because we got there and we it was so safe. 
Like, we were spending time outside. There were no guns. Like, it was very interesting how the media portrays a certain part of the world and then how when you actually get there, it feels so different and it feels so relaxed and calming. And it was actually the most calm I've been in a while because I don't have to worry about shit. And I was very privileged to be there. And not only did I not have to worry about shit, I got to be in this beautiful country around all these beautiful people. And I didn't have to worry about racism for the first time in, like, my whole existence. Because I was surrounded by black people. And it was just great. And I didn't feel on guard and feel like, oh my god, I have to protect myself. I'm about to be attacked in some way. Whether it's, like, a racial slur or whether it's, like microaggressions and I think that was one of the best things about it and it taught me like so much about democracy and governance by just going to the country and learning how certain countries are not meant to function the same but it's also interesting how yeah I know this is going to get a little political so if you don't like politics you might skip a little bit of this um but how certain countries try to enforce and implement liberal democracy on countries that sometimes are not there yet. I feel like a lot of countries need to go through different statuses when it comes to different type of forms of government. And until they've gone through that, they cannot be what they're meant to be. And by impeding that or interrupting it, you're causing even more harm because then they can't actually function that the way that we're supposed to be. And not only that, by just interrupting that chain or version of progression, it causes a rift. And what I feel like is that a lot of people ignore that is how how that is so problematic. Wow, I have so many thoughts running in my mind right now and I just want to vomit them on this podcast, but I'm going to try to take my time. I know, I kind of missed y'all. But yeah, so it really grounded me in some of my thoughts about democracy and it kind of changed my opinion on what democracy should look like and for who. And it's very interesting how there's a standard image that democracy democracy should only work one way, which is problematic because every country has a different history and the country and certain countries such as Haiti have a rich history that a lot of people like to ignore and they just can't function the same because of a lot of these barriers that have been placed on them by certain countries that are in positions of power. So, I'm going to stop that part. But, if you guys want, in future times, I could literally get so much more political. I have a lot of political opinions. I don't always state them. Unless you're coming for me. So, and I didn't send for you. So, that's the only time I really state my political opinions. But, I am somewhat politically aware I would like to say never enough of course and that's my point on that another part that I really love so much is like it was ridiculous I was eating the best food I could ever have like I will never get food like that 
in Canada. Like, I really won't. Yes, to people who don't know, I'm in Canada. Um, The food was just fresh. It was literally from the tree to my plate, from the farm to the plate. It was just so accessible and easy and literally I felt so good eating it and I was taking all that shit in I was taking my advantages because I know when I get my ass back to Canada my mom ain't ain't gonna be cooking half of this shit so I took all my advantages ate as much as I could and the coffee bitch the coffee the coffee is on a whole nother level and it doesn't taste the same. And I used to be raving. I used to be an advocate for McDonald's coffee. They should have sponsored me back when. But now, after I went back home, I was like, oh my God, I forgot what this feels like. Cause I didn't, I hadn't have had I hadn't had Haitian coffee in a long time. And it's so fucking delicious. It's so delicious and I miss it. And I got, it was really cool because I got to try all these treats that my mom loved as a kid. And it was interesting because I'm not a big peanut butter fan, but she loves peanut butter. And in Haiti, they make their own like actual organic peanut butter. And this peanut butter that she had had like hot peppers in it. And I was like, bitch, I fucks with it. It's good. And I don't like peanut butter. But I was so privileged to try all these different things and like... It, get, it got me to be able to understand my mom a little more and learn a little b- bit more about her, which was really nice. But let me say, like, I don't know what the fuck these Haitian people are doing, but everybody fucking over there pretty much has abs and a clear skin. I'm over here using seven skin products and a bitch can't get nowhere. Nowhere. It's just ridiculous. Like, everybody around us, their skin was so fucking clear. And it's also like, Man, I will never get to that point because I don't live here. Because, like, the food that they literally eat is natural. And so, like, in countries like Haiti, which is why my mom loves her fucking rant about Canada's not organic. What the fuck does organic mean? Because in Haiti, everything's organic. There's nothing that's processed. So that's, like, true organic. And here, it says organic, but we don't actually know what the fuck they put in it but everything there just felt healthier and cleaner and like just delicious just delicious it was just so much fun so i was so happy to be able to try all the different foods drink all the different drinks and yeah it was just so funny seeing my mom in and out of her element at the same time because usually she could be able to take control of more situations, but in that element, she could not control anything because she was not the one driving. She was not the one knowing where to go. It was just good. And it was just a very good bonding time for me and my family. So, and it makes me feel more prideful being Haitian, going back. And I feel like the older you get and go back to like whatever home country your family originates from, It just feels different and it has like a whole new meaning to identifying who you are and why you are the way you are, you know? So that was some of my favorite parts uh, about the summer. Boop! (laughs) 
So for the second part of this podcast, I wanted to focus on what I learned this summer. So one of the main things that I learned this summer is the different ways to write a book. Because the platform I used last time was Lulu for my first book. And this time I used Amazon. And it was very different. And it was great and awful at the same time. Like, the worst part, I feel, of Amazon is just the way you have to create your book cover. Like, it's so confusing. And I'm doing all of this shit by myself. So it just took a lot more effort. But I'm glad that I was able to get it done and get it done the way I want it to look. So that made me really happy. So that was one of the things I learned how to do. And another thing I learned was working on my language skills, man. So I'm Haitian. I speak Creole. But my Creole is not as good as it could be. Like, I'm out here. And I understand... I'm phenomenal at understanding. I can understand when my mom is cursing me the fuck out. It makes sense. But I have to translate sometimes the shit I say in English to speak it in Creole. So one of my goals is like every time I go to Haiti or I'm around Haitian people, try to speak as much Creole as possible. And it's super hard because I just grew up responding in English. It's not a good habit, but I just do it. And I'm just so used to responding in English or anything that's not Creole, just because. But yeah, so those are two of the things I learned. And another thing I learned is, okay, it's going to bring me to my quote. And I know I said I wasn't going to quote because I ain't got no quotes in this bitch, but I lied. So I have a quote that says something like, um, never related by blood, but we were always kin. And that is how I feel about a lot of my family because we're not related by blood but the way they treat me is like they've known me forever and they don't they haven't known me forever they've known of me but they haven't known me and it was so good to see them and I really did learn the positive parts of family dynamics and sometimes I don't get to see that because I don't have a big family I'm a really small family And it was so nice to be around so much love and happiness and so many people who genuinely cared about your well-being and wanted to make sure you were okay and that you are fed and that you are happy and that you are doing things that you want to do. It just was so positive. And it was so positive to see my mom spend time with the ones she loved because we don't live very close to them. So it's not easy to get there all the time especially since we all have lives and we're all so busy and working and all of this stuff. But yeah, it was so much fun to learn what families could be and what like what type of energy I'd want if I ever had a family. That's the type of like it's it's love with no commitments. It's love and not loving you because you need to do this for me. It's literally loving you for everything and loving you throughout your flaws and it was just so nice and I miss them so much and I can't wait to go back because I miss their energy and it's so fun having so many fun kind people in my life like that who just just make me happy and it's not even like it doesn't have anything to do with like 
things they do for me. It's just the way they treat me and their personalities. That makes me content. So that was really good to me. The last thing I learned was shit. After I got back, man, oh my God, it was a struggle coming back. And I know first world problems. I get it. I know. But you know, not using the word first world as problematic, but I know it's a struggle that people who live a lot of privilege in the Western world use. But it was so hard because it was so different. I was so used to having, yo, you don't even understand. I was used to having over 50 people around me every single day. Like that, that was a small day. And when we went there, when we went to Haiti, we went to two weddings. So there was like hundreds of people around. So I was used to that. And I was used to, so my mom um, and my family and I were staying at a home because, just because. Uh, And the place we were living at was pretty much a family house. And it was three floors. And motherfucker, people were piled on top of each other. Like everybody was in there. All the people in the wedding pretty much were there. All the other family members pretty much were there. So it's like whether it's people coming to visit every single day or whether people who were living there, the house was full. The house was fucking full. This is like, how many bedrooms? It's like a nine, 10 bedroom house. But it was fucking full. Nine, 10 bedroom house. And we had over over 20, 30 people a night sometimes and sometimes even more. And it was crazy. And I was so used to having all this energy and people around me. So when it just switched, it was so weird. And I just felt kind of sad and depressed. And I miss seeing the sun so much. The sun was so fucking hot, but I loved it. And I missed all of that shit because it was just a happy environment for me to be in. And I don't even know how I worked through that. I just got really depressed when I came back. And yeah, I heard that's sometimes normal, especially when the sun doesn't come out here like it does down there because it's just hotter and it's just a different climate. But somehow I learned how to adjust, aka I got back into my regular routine that I'm in right now, somewhat regular because it's still confusing me. So those are some of the main things that I learned. I also learned how much I love Haitian culture and how much it means to me when I didn't really... It's like, it's there, you know, when you have something and you forget how important it is and how valuable it is in your life, you're like, it's there, but I don't really care to mention it all the time. But now I pretty much go out of my way to learn about Haitian culture, Haitian history, because I feel like it's so so important and there's never too much that I could learn and there's always space for more learning. So yes, that is the end of part two of what did I learn this summer? Okay. And for the third part of this podcast, what am I doing now? So you probably guessed it. It's not that hard. 
because if I stated that in the first part of the video, the audio, wow. I really think I'm a YouTuber out here, bitch. I tried. I tried. I could really, I don't think I could ever be a YouTuber. I know I'm getting off the track, but like, yeah, I don't, like I have the personality for YouTube, I feel, but I don't want to be famous. Can I just have wealth and not fame? Like, I don't want people to fully know me like that or think they know me like that. I don't want to be stand or whatever and all of this shit. But yes, back to the point, part three. What am I doing now? What I'm doing right now is focusing on school. I gotta finish my education. I gotta finish my degree. Um, so if, since some of you don't know me, what right now I'm doing is I'm doing a double honors major, which also means I'm getting two degrees at one time and I just need to finish the semester and finish my degrees. And then after the semester, and I just want to focus on working, getting more work experience in different ways, because I have a lot of work experience, just I want to branch out when it comes to my work experience. And I also want to, I was thinking of doing a book launch. I'm just going to speak it into existence. I'm doing a book launch and... I want to do it after I graduate so I have less stress on me and less things to worry about. Like, I don't have 10 papers happening. And I'm also working on my third book already. I know I sound crazy, but it's okay. Crazy can be a good thing sometimes. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be working on my third book. I really am working on my novel or, you know, I lied. I'm sorry. I'm not working on my novel, but I should be working on my novel while I am going to be taking my semester off. So after I graduate, I want to take a semester off and then go into my master's. I'm speaking that into existence. Do you hear me? You hear me? I'm speaking it to an existence. And yeah, so that brief little time frame in between doing my master's and after finishing school is mostly focused on doing just work that I love outside of academia. But yeah, so that is my goal for this end of summer. And I'm just trying to stay on top of shit, you know? Make sure shit doesn't slip. But yes. That is what I'm doing now. So just in case you're curious, and even if you are, I know you still listen to me. <laughs> okay, and last but not least, before I end this podcast, if you hear that little bell sound, it's because I have a cat and he's walking. I know, shame on him. Um, but yeah, I would love to get to know more of my subscribers. So if you would like, you can DM me or email me. But I feel like email is super old fashioned for me and I might not check it as much. Okay, I should not have said that. But you could totally DM me and my Instagram tag is Millennial Spaces. So if there's anything you want to say, if there's any content what you want me to talk about, I'm totally willing to 
hear your options and hear your ideas. And also, I want to know what y'all did this summer. Please. And for me, like, y'all probably did some cool ass shit and I feel so left out. I'm getting FOMO right now just thinking about it. But yeah, like, tell me what you guys did this summer. And I know I won't wait this long to make another podcast. I know I'm sick and I'm sorry. But yeah, so this is Petty LaBelle, honey, the one and only bitch. Get it correct. And this is Millennial Spaces. And thank you for listening. Hope to see you soon or hear from you soon or speak to you soon. You know, I'm... I'm really opening up my horizons to having conversations right now. Wow. I'm so proud of myself. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening and have a great day because it's still morning for me right now. This is that once in a lifetime.